Hi, welcome to Saturday Night Sleepover with Sasha and Charlie. Here we are, Saturday Night Sleepover and Girl Talking. Uh, welcome to this episode three. Uh, well, are we calling it episode three or are we calling it episode two? We'll call it episode two. It's technically okay. three, but episode two because we did an episode last week, but just not quite ready to release it yet. And so we're going to save it for a later date as a bonus episode. We'll let you know. Um, we'll be, you know, we'll be excited to share it with you later on, but we're going to redo, or not redo, we're just going to do this episode now, episode three. And so some of the things that we talked about in our first episode, like Love is Blind, will be in that bonus episode that we will release at a later date. Yeah. So this is episode two. Episode you, two. Of, how are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing great. Um, we are like today has been a pretty chill date. This weekend has actually been one of the first chill weekends I've had in a while. Um, I've had a lot going on uh, at work and then with the holidays and everything. And so um, finally, all of the like big tumultuous things that have been going on, I finally get a break from them. And so today I scheduled us to have um, massages and I'm really Ooh. excited about that. An hour massage? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A Swedish? At a, spa, at a spa with a steam room and a relaxation room with like snacks and stuff. I'm very excited. Oh, is that your first time going to a, like a spa like that? Oh no. Oh. I, I love going to spas and I actually really like this one. Um, I went to it on my birthday last, which is in March. So, uh, March was the last time I've been there, but, um, it's, I'm very excited about it. I'm excited for you too. I've only been to that kind of a spa once and it has ruined all massages. Once you go to that kind of experience, you cannot massage any other way. Yes. I went once last year or not actually this year, beginning of the year. And just like what you were saying, there was like a steam room, a spa, there was a pool. I just lounged around in a robe and ate their snacks that they had out. It was amazing. Yeah, I think that um, not enough emphasis is given to intentional rest in our today's culture. And so I, that's one of like the goals that I've had recently is to try and incorporate more intentional rest into my life because um, I... Uh, over the last year, I've taken on the responsibility of being the quote unquote breadwinner for our, me and my husband and our dog. Um, Your family. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, so in that responsibility, I've taken on really um, seriously. And so I kind of get lost in like working too much. And just like saying, oh, it's my responsibility. I have to, I have to do it, do it, do it and never take a break. Um, but uh, I've really tried over like the last few months to realize like, hey, we've got to be more intentional about putting rest into our life. So that's what I've been working on recently. Yeah, I love that thought. And I love that you said rest. Because for me, like everyone talks about like taking a break and I am an advocate for taking a break in self-care as well, but I tend to do my breaks as still relaxing. You can't see my air quotes, air quotes, relaxing 
stuff. So like a craft or um, watching TV and yeah, that's, those are good, but my brain is still being stimulated. I think that rest is having actual rest mentally and physically where you're not stimulating your brain with, you know, swiping through social media, which is great. Like I love doing that in the bath, but I think intentionally taking a moment to just catch your breath because there are times when I will go take a bath and I'll be on my phone, like scrolling through social media and I get out and I felt, I still feel flustered. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel relaxed afterwards. It's still, it's still uh, activated your brain. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So guys, intentional rest before the holidays, because we know it's going to be nuts. Yes, exactly. Um, I think uh, scheduling time to uh, have a break is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do that this week. And I'm going to report back to you because I am, I will, like my breaks, I love to go and peruse vintage stores, thrift stores. Like it feels like a treasure hunt. I love it so much. But then I'm like, running around and the excitement and it's exhilarating, which is fun, but it's still not rest. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I come back tired and not refreshed. I I also think it's important to um, uh, have those kinds of activities that you do that engage your brain in a fun way. Uh, It just has to be balanced, I think. Yeah, exactly. Balance. Whereas I'm not balancing. I'm not getting the actual rest. I'm just going uh so what tell me about what's been going on in your life recently so this week what happened honestly i don't remember i went by so incredibly fast um oh i got my hair done like touched up yesterday which man there is just something about getting your hair done that is so rejuvenating i think it's intentional rest yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, I also did work the entire time on my phone. Oh, so because I see. I, like, um, because it is so relaxing for me to go get my hair done. And it's also uninterrupted. That's the hard thing with me and like with my kids is that it's hard for me to be on my phone because it's either hard for me to like start up um, once I've stopped or I forget. So like text messages, emails, social media, whatever it is, like I can't do it with my kids around because the stop and start is very difficult. Um, And so when I was there, I was like, oh man, this is a great opportunity for me to look at emails that I haven't looked at in over a month and, you know, do these things that I haven't really had the relaxation to do it. So I actually, I I I didn't call that relaxation. I would call that, um, non-stimulation <laughs> yeah that that's what I'm like I, it felt great and I felt like a whole new woman but instead of in like relaxing I took the opportunity to get which was nice because it has been kind of a burden on me like weighing me down that I've had these emails for quite some time and I haven't responded to so it was mm-hmm. it was a different kind of release but it still wasn't like relaxing you know it was relaxing but not what we're talking about relaxing mm-hmm. yeah yeah intentionally yeah, so like I took a break um, from emails and social media for a little bit just to recover from my my surgery, like mentally and physically. And so I finally went back. I was reading my emails, and I'm a little bummed about this one that I missed. But 
you know, I had to make that decision to put my needs first and I missed an opportunity to work with DoorDash. So that was, oh, no. little, yeah, that was gut-wrenching because I'm like, will they pay me in free delivery? Because that would be amazing. Yeah. I was like, this would be so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd love to work with DoorDash. And so I saw that email and I was like, man, I missed it. I'm, and it's, it's, I feel terrible because it's very much unlike me because if you talk to any of the marketing managers, like I respond pretty quickly, but obviously have not. And so I was just like, dang. But well, well, I think it's important to take some time to focus on yourself too and not be so overstimulated because we were just talking about this like right before we started recording uh, that like your phone is constantly going off um, with messages. So you have to put it on do not disturb all the time for these kinds of things. So like to have constant simulation in that way, it's it's important to like take a break from that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I knew the reason why I wouldn't look at my emails was because I knew that if something really piqued my interest, I would break my vow that I made to myself and I would take the job. And then of course, that's just out of stress of like creating, editing, putting it together, putting together a concept, you know, all of this other stuff, like more, mm -hmm. I'm just putting on more work when I should be resting. And that's, so it stinks, but it is what's best. And that's why I did that. So yeah, that yeah. was yesterday. Nice. And yeah, I, oh, you know what? I went to my first estate sale. Ooh, tell me about it. Um, It was smelly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that for you. <laughs> I have a thing about smells. I cannot handle gross smells. Like I won't, my husband, I don't understand him because he's like, does this stink? And we'll just put it up to his nose and take a big old whiff. Like if I have a sense that something might be smelly, immediately mouth breathing. Like I'm not <laughs> chancing it. I'm not risking it. I refuse to risk it. When I take, if I'm throwing oh, no. away garbage or taking out the garbage, I will mouth breathe mouth breathe three feet before I get there. I hate <laughs> smelly stuff. If you go to my house, I'll have to send a video to you. I think I have, and I stopped doing it because I was scared I'd have a fire, but I have, I think eight to 11 wall plugins for my oh house. Oh my gosh. Just smell good. That, and that sounds really overwhelming. <laughs> it, it might be. I, I, cause my kids also like poop and pee and so yeah. like poop diaper smell. So we have the garbage in the garage. It's just, I just don't like smells mm -hmm. and I also don't Whoa. want people to come into my house. You're about to have to potty train like one and a half people right now, aren't you? Not if I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's that. Well, cause you, uh, if people don't know already, Sasha has two kids that are really close in age. So that's why I said one and a half people. I'm not counting one of her children as a half person. <laughs> Yeah, one is just like, mm, one just turned two, and I don't think, she's just not ready. Stasia knows exactly what it is, and she can do it. It's just the want to do it. And I remember the same thing happened with, the exact same thing happened with Scarlett. She got the, actually, Stasia got the concept a lot quicker, but when Scarlett got it, we're like, great, she understands the whole concept, but then she just wouldn't want to use the bathroom, because Anastasia has gone into the bathroom without having any accidents. She understands when she has to go and that she's just like, no, I just, I would rather have a diaper. And I'm like, why you, 
You can change it yourself then, ma'am. Yeah. Kids. Anyway, so the estate sale was smelly. And I have been in some smelly thrift and vintage stores before, but this one was a little smelly. It was bad. Like, I was nervous at that point because my throat started hurting. I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should resort back to nose breathing. (laughs) (laughs) But this lady was, like, a refined hoarder. She was what I feel hoarders want to be. Or, like, she had, let's, I want to say, truly and not exaggerating, 20 complete sets of China. Wow. Complete. That's pretty impressive. And then it, it was. It was a lot. And then she had probably seven to ten complete drinkware sets of crystal. And oh, she had I really a like room. That. Yeah. She had a room full of fabrics and crafts and sewing. This, and then this she would be a problem. She was like uh like she was a collector of really nice things. Like, really nice things. So I was excited to go. And, oh, and then she had these, like, a whole section of, like, whenever she bought something, whether it was a pot, measuring cups, she got the entire set. So she had, like, copper measuring cups and ice. And she had eight um, unopened brand new silverware sets, which someone got before I did. I was really bummed about that. But I went and she had a room full of books, full, full, full of books. And out of my eye, I spot a really old book of Mormon. And I was like, Mm. how much this is worth? It's probably worth like a lot. Yeah. So I grabbed 22 books because they were a dollar each. And I looked, I grabbed a Abraham Lincoln two volume set. So it was a complete set because I'm like, yeah, there's history buffs. I wonder how much this will be worth because people who like history, like we'll pay the money. I looked it up. It could be worth between $200 $200 and $4,000. Wow. This is like antique roadshow. For real. And then I found a book. Okay. So then I just ended up getting some like older looking books, not because they were like anything, but just because they looked cool just to like do like. Are they uh, the ones on the like shelf behind wall. you right now? Yes. To do like a library <laughs> wall eventually. Yay. And one of the books is 120 years old. Holy In cow. Christine, all the books I got. So I got 22 books. Four of them are 60 years old, and the rest of them are 80 to 120 years old. Wow. And they look yeah. like, I mean, I can't really tell very well, but they look like they're in pretty good condition. Yeah, I felt pretty cool about it. I have a 100-year-old Mark Twain book, so I'm just like, You're basically up? like cooler than everybody now. I, I definitely feel like it. <laughs> but you have always have been, so. <laughs> have you been to an estate sale? Uh, no, I've never been to an estate sale, but I've been to plenty of pawn shops. Actually, you know what? I have been to an estate sale, but it was in a trailer park. So I don't really count because it was, it was not a good one. (laughs) Not, I'm, I'm not, uh, making any inferences to people in trailer parks. It was just, uh, very crowded and, uh, not a lot of good stuff. Uh, Honestly, most estate sales are like that. I'm. When I've looked at pictures, but what do you look for when you go to pawn shops? Um, Well, my husband always likes to go to pawn shops to look for like good deals on guns, but I always like to go and I have a problem with glass and things that hold like 
uh, like pictures. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, like I like bottles and, and pictures and stuff like that. That stuff like that really catches my eye. And I've had this. So my mom growing up, she would always have like Native American pottery was like what she decorated with. And so um, I always thought it was so weird. Um, but then I started like going into stores and I like started liking the different kinds of patterns and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, I'm like turning into my mother. <laughs> so like it, it's like a gradual like I didn't I when I was younger, I thought it was weird. But now I'm starting to think it's cool. And I'm like, oh, no, it's happening to me. What? How else am I turning into my mother? That's. I feel the same exact way. I feel the same exact way. <laughs> I'm over here, like, waiting to go to the estate sale. I'm like, look, honey, I can't wait to go to this estate sale. 20-year-old me would be like, what is an estate sale? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've been meaning to bring this up in, an, in a pod- podcast episode, but it it's I think it's of worth noting that the first episode that we recorded – I think that was the first time we've spoken on the phone in probably 10 years. It was. And I'm trying to get like back in this mindset of like being on the phone, less podcast, because I really loved how that felt Mm -hmm. because that felt like us catching up after a long day and less podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was totally thinking about that, Um, how we had – because it reminded me because you were like 20-year-old me and then I was like thinking about 20-year-old Sasha and I was like, that was probably the last time that I called Sasha on the phone. Um, but it, it's just like kind of, I think it's worth noting that we didn't talk to each other on the phone for like 10 years and then we like popped up and recorded a podcast and like at, in a phone call like format and everything was totally just like seamlessly natural feeling I think that that is a rare quality and I'm excited that we have it me too I think I I completely agree and in that first episode I feel like we were just more excited to talk to each other than Mm -hmm. because we hadn't done any of the stuff yet like we didn't have an Instagram we didn't have at like all the little things that you do to make a podcast. And so I feel like the excitement plus it just, it truly just felt like us talking, but now that we've done a lot more of the logistics and I think also like the nurse, like I think yeah, now I'm just more nervous. And so I need, I got to shake off the nerves. And I think that will, you know, once we, I, once I feel like I've gotten used to this podcasting and knowing that people are hearing my innermost thoughts, that <laughs> I will get back to that kind of a feel. Yeah, I think I I think that's really um like a pretty good description of how I feel as well because I I uh I sent a, a clip to a friend, another friend on like text message and she was like you sound so nervous and I was like I am a little nervous. People are listening. <laughs> because it's I mean, this is why we have it. It's called Saturday Night Sleepover because those are when you have like the most beautiful, wonderful, in-depth bonding conversations. It's Mm -hmm. almost sacred in a way, like this really sacred girl talk. And then knowing that other people are listening to this very vulnerable girl talk is a little nerve wracking. But I think because 
we haven't had any like feedback or comments. You know, once we get comments that are saying like, you're so awesome. And if there are negative ones, I'm just not going to rate them and just be like, they love us. I think the way that you uh, compartmentalize negative comments is you're just like, uh, it, they can't be talking bad about uh, this because it's like, I have to defend it. And so if you just like take them as they're talking bad about me and then you'll just defend me and it'll be fine. That's exactly what it, yes. Because if I take it on as like them attacking me, I will absolutely shrink and cry. Like it does not take much. But if someone's attacking you, I will find out where their job is and I will just call them and just do the thing that Rachel Green did where she's like, wiener, wiener. to the doctor. <laughs> wiener. I'll just call them at work and just be like, troll. No, I think you should say wiener. Uh, wiener. Uh, okay. So this reminded me of something that happened the other day. Uh, it was like 10 o'clock at night and we have been, me and Colton have been on a binge watching of survivor, like not even new survivor, just old survivor. Because if you watch the old ones, then you don't have to wait. You could just like see what happens. So we started in 2010. I've never watched survivor before because I Grew up with a religious extremist that wouldn't let me watch it because it, they were worshiping idols. <laughs> How did you come out so cool? <laughs> I have no idea, man. It was hard work, I guess. Uh, I was real weird at first. Um, I, I'm still real weird. I have to hide it uh, real well. Anyway, so um, we've been watching Survivor, and so it was like 10 o'clock at night, and we were like knee-deep into some uh, hardcore drama, and we could not turn away. But Colm was like, I'm hungry, man. I'm going to go make a hot dog. He's like, you want a Cheddarwurst? And I was – because we get like the Cheddarwurst kind, the hot dogs that have cheese in them. And, that's my favorite um, kind. That's my favorite kind, too. It's superior. Uh, Facts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, he turns on the air fryer and the air fryer kind of sounds like um, my electric kettle, like when it's running and like yeah. the bubbling water. So it's like on and I hear it and I was like, tell me you did not put the hot dogs in my <laughs> electric kettle. He's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Isn't that what we have it for? I was like, I do want, want wiener water in my... <laughs> In my electric kettle. And he was like. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to clean out wiener water. <laughs> oh, wait, you might know. You. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so he was totally just joshing me and it was the air fryer. But. <clears throat> For like a hot minute, I really thought that I was going to have to figure out how to get wiener water out of my electric kettle. Don't ask Monica. <laughs> I, like, how would you get wiener water? I, the only thing I could think of is uh, vinegar, man. I was panicked. Anyway, so that's something I remembered that happened recently. I need to know what season of – so I love Survivor. I watched it as a little kid, stopped because I, like, became a teenager and only watched Casa Girl. Started back up recently, and let me tell you, the beginning, very first episodes, seasons, mm -hmm. I cannot watch. They are awful. I'm like, 
why are we only casting very skinny, very tiny women? And we're like, clearly you casted them just to be eye candy, quote unquote. And it, 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 like, it's just, it's just so annoying. Like, and then they hire guys that just like fawn after them. And it's always like this love thing. And I'm like, I cannot watch this. It's so grossly like sexist. And I, I just can't handle watching this. So I'm glad you're starting in 2010 because they got a lot better. Like finally they hire, they cast real people. But then if you were to start at like the newest episodes, newest seasons, they're prime because yeah, they switch up so much more. So I'm glad you started at 2010. I have a person that off in my office that um, she ha- has been a Survivor fan like the whole time it's been a thing. So like all 47,000 seasons that they have, she knows everything about it. She's obsessed with it. And so um, I told her that I was watching and she was like, oh, I remember, blah, 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 blah. So it's actually kind of nice that I have somebody at work to talk to you about it because um, she said the same thing, that the last few years they've made a few changes that have just made it so um, much more competitive or something that it makes it better. I don't I don't know what they've done, obviously, because oh, yeah. I started in 2010. But <clears throat> the one I watched was uh, where they put the old people versus the young people. Have you watched Is that, that one? the one with, um, oh, you know, I got to look it up. What are the names? I need to know the names of the, of uh, the main people right now. Uh, oh, well, I already finished that season. So, oh, who was the winner? The winner was, was 2010. Uh, yeah. It, you would have still been at home watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I'm just saying for people, I'm like, there's no spoiler. Oh, guys. this was, uh, this this was 12 years ago. Almost 13 years ago. Uh, yeah. it, it uh, it was Jed, or AKA Fabio. AKA Fabio. I don't remember. Yeah, like everybody on the show called him Fabio, but his name was Jed. He was like well, it, the thing is, is he was actually like my age. Like he's my age now, or like we are born in the same year. Or well, he's like two years older than me. Um. So it's it was just interesting to think about, like, he was like a 20-year-old kid that, or 21-year-old kid that won a million dollars. So I was like, that guy was 21 at the same time I was 19. Like, what would I have done with a million dollars at 19? I don't even know. Well, really, half a million. The ta- well, 600000 the taxes. But still, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's That's a lot of money. So that's for a 19 year old I could never even I probably would have blown it on stupid stuff and then regretted it in my 30s yeah probably <laughs> no knowing 19 year old Sasha oh absolutely <gasps> you know what I thought of the other day that I wanted to talk to you about okay yeah I have before I forget you know what forget it my really quick favorite season of Survivor just for you to know is the one that is geeks versus beauty versus bronze or bronze brain and beauty sorry okay. they use the word geeks i'm not calling them geeks just so you know that's how they describe themselves anyways i don't think bronze geeks is a negative brain's beauty. from my I perspective don't, i don't know as well but i don't want people to think that i think it is because i they, they were my favorite one obviously mm-hmm. i mean that was the team i was rooting for anyways so that's season 28 that's my season favorite 28. season i'm gonna write it yeah. down 
It's my favorite, favorite. I've watched it twice as lame as that is. Like, I haven't even watched all of them, but I watched that one twice because it is just, it's phenomenal. It is epic. Anyways, okay. So, I have been telling this story. I'm going to, you know what, guys? I'm going to put it out there as my own because it's cooler when I told it as my own story. So, guys, I lied. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, And I don't care. So, here's the truth. Do you remember that time that you picked up Jack Johnson? What? You, you told me the story. You. Okay, I don't so think this is me. I think this is Carly. No, this was a hundred percent you because you had the car. You were my only friend with a car. So, in Hawaii, I... it is perfectly normal and part of like um, the island culture to hitchhike. Yes. Um. Even though you shouldn't. I mean, it's not really unsafe. One time, one time I went hitchhiking and someone just gave us our, their car. Yes. I mean, yeah, I don't want, yeah, it, it was definitely something that you did. I, sorry, mom. I can feel her heart dropping in anxiety. I can hear her <laughs> hanging up, ending this episode, calling me again. Sasha May, do not tell me you hitchhiked. <laughs> uh so anyway. sorry uh we did it and we did a lot sketchier things sasha's mom so don't uh don't worry about the the hitchhiking is all i have to say i, I survived but okay so charlie had a car so she was extra cool and because no one else had a car and i like i remember she was um we were going somewhere i don't remember where but she was telling us about like hitchhiking and how she picked up a hitchhiker once and how it was a guy and then she was like, man, he looks so familiar. He looks so familiar. It's killing me. I must have seen him at school. And then she was like, and then I realized I picked up Jack Johnson. This was 100% not me. I'm so sorry to break this, uh, this? cool sure? image that like... you have of me in my brain. But I do remember I saw him at uh, the grocery store one time. Dang. I was so... Guys, I, I let people borrow my felt- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I let people borrow my car all the time. So somebody could have been borrowing my car. I could I was so convinced it was you in my memory. Like I could see, man, I'm kind of bummed because like um I told that story because I was like, yeah, it happened to my friend. And then in the story, I'd be like, I was with her when it happened. Guys, it wasn't. Sorry, I was trying to be cool. I wanted in my <laughs> youth, I really wanted you guys to like me. I wanted to be liked, okay, I'm over it now. I don't do that anymore a lot we accept you Sasha um so maybe I did tell you that story in my youth but I I don't typically tell untrue stories because I have enough wild and crazy real stories to not do that I mean same I think that one was just more like it was just a cool story to tell because it happened to like you and just being like it's like oh yeah my friend told me it just made it like a little bit more interest I don't know like the excitement of it of when you told me it was now I'm like did that happen to me there's so many things that happened in a way that I do not remember I remember I'm gonna play okay but the story of the car we were listening to banana pancakes I remember that in your car yeah I did have a CD with banana pancakes on it okay maybe there was some maybe we maybe we're in my car with someone else and someone else said that that could have most, that could have absolutely happened. 
absolutely happened because so you weren't lying you did tell like your friend did because I just don't know which friend it was but now I'm like it I don't know my brain man it's okay it's okay it happens to me too um do you remember I'm gonna put you on blast I hope you don't mind if you don't like it we can edit this out I remember this story that I think about a lot too I'll Charlie told us, oh, I almost don't want to ruin it because I almost want you to tell it because the lead up is so good of this time that you made out with this guy. Okay. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to talk about this because uh, (laughs) as soon as, as soon as you were like, I'm not going to put you on blast. I was like, oh, I know know what this is. (laughs) Okay. 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 Sure. You tell it so good. All right. <laughs> of uh, all the things we've done together, this story has stuck with me. Like, I can't remember any of the activities, but this, this has stuck <laughs> in my brain. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so once upon a time. Okay. So let's, let's uh, clarify some background. Um, okay. So uh, once upon a time when I was young and in college with Sasha, we were probably, let's say I was like 20 years old-ish. Um, I have a sister that went to college with me and she's two years older than me and she graduated a year before me. Um, and so she and I hung around in the same friend groups. Uh, and so the sister that I have, we have this like relationship where, oh my gosh, I still have not told her this. She's going to listen to this podcast. This just dawned upon me. I still have not told her this after all of this time. (laughs) It just occurred to me that this is the way that Victoria's going to find out Uh, okay whatever yes yes we are okay okay okay. uh all right so um my sister and I had this relationship where she uh I always considered her to be the prettier sister and so she would uh typically end up with guys that I had a crush on and um so (laughs) I met this one guy along like very early in my college like career where we uh like would hang out or I would I was dating his roommate and so like when I would hang out with the guy that I was dating I would hang out with that guy too and so we got to know each other like on a friend level and then my sister also became friends with him like around the same time but separately and then we ended up realizing that we were friends with the same person so we all started hanging out in the same friend circle um, in the story, when she told me this, she spent a lot more time describing the beauty of this man. Uh, like, yeah. Like, in the way that I remember it, he was just the most so, just so handsome. Sure. Um, <laughs> like, just I, a dime. He, he, he was, he, he, he's all right. He's, I rank him like a. I don't know, like a seven, an eight, and I was like a four out of seven, or five. Yeah. Out of four and five. Seems <laughs> no. like two tens to me. 
Um, no, Sasha, it gets worse because uh, when, like, not that long ago, I saw him at Walmart. No! Okay, okay, finish the story because I need to know the Walmart story. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, okay. was he ugly? Oh, wait, no, I shouldn't say that. Okay. No, I don't care. Um, all right, anyway, so, um, I. All right, so my sister and I have this dynamic backstory. She's at school with me. We have the same friend group. Um, once upon a time, uh, I, we uh, I had a crush on this guy, and we were driving back from Honolulu, and um, it was late at night, and so I was just like leaned over across the backseat of the car, and my sister was driving. There was a car full of people. And so there was like a person in the middle and then he was sitting on the other side and I was like leaned over across all the people like just trying to like take a nap and he started holding my hand. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, <laughs> and, and so because I had this dynamic with my sister, I didn't want – we, we had like issues like this come up in the past. I was like, we're grownups now. We have to do the grownup thing and tell her that this happened because she's also friends with him and she – had expressed in the past that she thought he was cute. And so, but at the time she was dating someone else. So I was like, okay, well, it shouldn't be a big deal because she's dating this other guy. And I'll just tell her that that happened and we were all together. So I told her it was, it happened. And then my sister goes and tells the guy that I was telling her that I was in love with him. And why would she hold my hand or why would he hold my hand because blah 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 blah. and I was like oh my gosh like this happened like the next day after I told her I was like why would you do that all I was trying to do is like be the grown-up here yeah anyway so uh, I learned a lesson that I should not tell my sister anything if anything happens with this guy so then (laughs) (laughs) unless it's 12 years later (laughs) on a a podcast (laughs) Or she listens to everyone else and finds out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, something did happen. <laughs> something did happen later on with that person. And I did not tell my sister because I had learned my lesson not to tell my sister. And so we had this, like, secret uh, relationship uh, that lasted for several months and um <clears throat> then my sister it's her graduation and she's about to leave uh because we went to sc- we all went to school in Hawaii I don't know if we told that but like when you go to school in mm-hmm. Hawaii when you leave like you're not coming back you're never going to see anybody basically not not really yeah. but like that's that's how you feel when you're in that moment and so my sister's about to graduate and me and my sister are friends with Sasha. And so we're all sitting in Sasha's room and Sasha had just like come back from some trip or something. And she had a magazine and I have this like memory seared in my mind of me just like looking at this magazine so intently to hide my face because my sister who was dating someone else at the time of her graduation comes into Sasha's room and she's like Sasha I have to tell you something and Sasha's like what Sasha does not know about the secret relationship nobody knows about the secret relationship because I 
did not want to make it a thing until my sister was gone. Um, and so, um, Sasha, uh, she, Victoria and Sasha and me are sitting and I think Carly was there too. Was she not? I would probably guarantee I never went anywhere without Carly. Yeah. So me, Carly, Victoria, and Sasha are all in Sasha's room and I'm looking at this magazine and Victoria comes in. She's like, I really need to tell you guys something. And I was like, oh gosh. And so she comes in, she's like, I am in love with this man, the man that I was in a secret relationship with. She's like, I, I need to tell him, should I tell him that I'm in love with him? And I'm just like sitting there behind this magazine, like, oh my gosh. What do I do? Because no one in the room knows about this except for me. And I just like have nothing. I can't say, I can't say anything. I'm just like looking at this magazine, hiding my face. And Sasha's like, you should tell him. Oh yeah. Like you should definitely tell him. You're about to leave. I was like, let me follow you. (laughs) I'm like, we should all go for support. I can almost like I don't remember specifically what I said, but if I can put my twenty-year-old or eighteen-year-old brain on, I was probably like hyping her up too. Yeah, you certainly were. And so, I was like, "You're a babe. Why wouldn't he say it back?" It's <laughs> uh, so. I just, I just like did everything I could to just like not say what I was trying to, like I was screaming on the inside and like, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. You're leaving the island in like a week. What, what good is this gonna do? Like, let's be real here. (laughs) You're right, and I don't believe that she ended up telling him because after she graduated and she left. Um, I went on a date with that guy and I was like, okay, so now we need to like, now that she's gone, I think it's okay if we like make this a thing. And we had like a conversation about it and he was, I was like, I think we need to either make this a thing or I should not talk to you anymore because my sister's in love with you. He's like, no, she's not. And I was like, yeah, I kind of know that she is. And I'll, and he's like, she's not. And then, and then our whole relationship just got super awkward after that. And I tried to avoid him, but, uh, then we were the only remaining people of our friend group that didn't graduate. And so we kind of were, and we were in the same major. So we were kind of forced to be buddies, um, like just like platonic friends because like we were put in that situation, but then, Um, he moved to the same place that I live in Utah or lived in Utah at like the same region. And so, um, I ran into him at a restaurant one time and I just like put my head down and didn't say anything. But then I ran into him at Walmart and he has a son and it's, I was like, Did he look better or worse? He looked exactly the same. That's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. You're like, at least look terrible. Yeah. Well, no, I, it, I mean, whatever. It's, it, it's totally done. Like, like, 
there was no after everything was awkward and weird after that i was like nope we're moving on this isn't a thing anymore another memory just came flooding back and i like a piece of okay so picture this charlie is telling me and carly the story and me and carly are like dory and the little baby sea turtles when marlin's gonna tell them a story and they're like oh Carolina. and then dory's like this is gonna be good you know like, <laughs> no way like they are just totally yes so that was me and Carly while listening to the story. And we are just shocked I, when we hear this. I did and choose to tell them after my sister left. After. And I and then still she's to like, this day have not told my sister. So I don't think we could tell her about this podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, no, it gets it, better. It, no, because then she tells listen to the, Victoria, if you listen to this and you this is how you find out about this, uh, um, apologies. I don't think she'll care. <laughs> It's it's twelve years later. Um, <clears throat> now it's probably time you found out. Yes, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, it gets better because then she tells us she's like, "Oh wait, I have another great story to tell you." And me and Carly are just like, our brains are about to explode with excitement. Like we're like, "Okay, tell us that. I'm ready." And then. This is the story I thought you were telling. I forgot about that story. Oh, you no. Me. There was another one. I was one. talking about when you started making out with this guy and um, at someone's friend's house, something about a couch. I don't remember, but basically the end of the story was that he did not have a home. And you hadn't made out with someone who did not have a home. And you were just like, this is my dating life. Uh, that is actually not the last time that happened to me. I actually dated a hobo, but he was really hot. <laughs> that I think that's the story I'm talking about because I remember you saying that he was no. Like, this happened. Hot. This happened when I lived in Utah. Oh my god, he gosh. was insanely hot though. I I am a sucker for insanely hot homeless people. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you like it was like the whole like the like the ending was a whole thing because you're like yeah like he's so hot. You know, I really wanted to hang out. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I'm going to head home or something. And just like, <gasps> oh, in the backyard. Yeah. oh, my gosh. Yes, totally. I remember exactly what you're talking about. No, uh, this this guy, he um, I was not making out with him. He was giving me a back rub and he was trying to date me. But then, and and I did not want to date him because I knew that he was homeless because we picked him up on the side of the road. <laughs> but he was hot. Okay, see, I converged those two stories because they were told at the same time. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I think this is the same thing that happened with the Jack Johnson thing. Yeah, I think I converged a couple stories because they happened at the same time and my brain just pieced them together as one. Yeah, yeah. The, I... That totally escaped my brain. I yeah. was like, yeah, okay. That so yeah, that was a that's a story that I have remembered for the last twelve years incorrectly. Yeah, but at least well, I got pieces of it. But we we got to the bottom of it. That's what matters. I'll still think about it for the next twelve years. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the the other guy that I dated in Utah, he, um, he, I was paying all of his bills 
and I was like 21 years old and he was like 27 years old and he like refused to have a job. He refused to do anything. And I was like, what are you doing with your life, sir? And But he looked like he was like super ripped, Polynesian, huge, like size of a refrigerator. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this man. But I did not love this man. <laughs> I just love the way he looked. Anyway, uh, uh, he he ended up like, I remember he fat shamed me one time and he like saw a picture up on my wall. And he was like, I really would rather be with that girl. And I was like, I would really rather be with someone who wasn't homeless. <laughs> and so then I just posted him. Because, Wait. which was really easy to do because he didn't have a phone. <laughs> so I just like, stopped picking him up. Anyway. Okay, I'm glad that I'm like, Charlie, why are you with this guy? And then you're like, mm, that's enough. No longer going to pick you up. Yeah. Um, so basically, I have a winner for a husband and there's no explanation how I got there because I have a bad picker, obviously. <laughs> um but he was li- like my husband now was literally a captain of the football team like popular guy in high school like beautiful man and I have no idea how me dater of the homeless <laughs> ended up with him I know you're amazing <laughs> duh <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, problem solved. Call me Sherlock. Oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I never really seriously dated. Just because while we're talking about dating, I want to talk about my yes, dating. I think, I think this is this a perfect is, transition I feel like this is like from my... being roasted. <laughs> I, okay, in high school and before my mission... I never got asked on a date. I dated one person in that time. That was it. Never got asked on a date. No one That's asked me on a date. It was right in the the peak of the double zero, super skinny, blonde, um, beauty standard. Yeah, like Paris Hilton. Yes, that was the peak. It was peak Paris. And I am not Paris. And mm-hmm. I was not Paris. So no one asked me out, which is totally fine. Um, they missed out, obviously. So then after my mission, obviously time had gone by. I don't know what it is, but man, I had peaked and it was awesome. Because I didn't seriously date because I knew right away that they were, I want to say trash, but they just weren't the one. But I liked the free stuff, like the dinners and the gifts. So I just kind of dragged them along. Oh my gosh, I had this roommate, Sasha. Sasha, I hope you're listening to this. Like, I hope you're supporting me and you love me and you're listening to this right now. Because she, okay, I loved her. She was amazing. Her name was Sasha. She was the best. And she started a Snapchat series. Oh no. Of all of the guys that I would bring back to the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And what they would bring me. So I actually think I took a screenshot and I saved it on something like from back in college because I like stumbled upon it a long time ago and I was like oh yeah so she took a snapshot of this guy bringing me dinner 
before I went to work because I said I was hungry. And then after work, she took a snapshot of a guy at the apartment to watch The Bachelor with us. And then the next day, she took a snapshot of another guy <laughs> coming to, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like something to fix him. I don't remember. But like, she took them back to back. She's like, such as a PIMP, like in her Snapchat story. <laughs> so yeah that was that was my dating um if you took me on a date in that time i just wanted your free food and gifts so oh no i'm not even mad about it because you guys were not the best you deserved it like if you were good then i wouldn't have done that but you guys were trash like this one guy he like told me that he had never experienced any real hardships or trials because he was God's favorite. So oh, gosh. God God didn't want to have make him have a hard life. And you know what I immediately said to him? I was like, or he just knows how weak and pathetic you are and he can't handle it. <gasps> yes. Legit. He immediately, immediately responded with that. And he's like, or that. Oh, my gosh. I'm over here, like, just wounded with trials and tribulations. And I'm like, you're trying to say my God's favorite? No. <laughs> That's what yeah. I mean. I was like, you're garbage, but I'm going to take your money while you're here. Can we just like, we? you know what we need to do? We need to do a whole series on what it's like to um, date as a young Mormon. Oh my gosh. Because I, uh, people, it's a extremely, um, uh, what, how do, how do, what is a good word to describe this? Um, Man, there was a show that like, kind of described it a little bit. That was like, you know, you get married pretty quickly. Oh, I think yeah. it was like a podcast. I don't remember. So people get married really quickly and there is like a extreme pressure on you as a young person to get married as soon as possible to any person you can. Hence, I was dating homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> and Utah is inbred. I mean, we all know yeah. it. So don't get mad, Utah, because... I heard about your little story at church when you pull up your family history ancestry app and you see who you're related to in your little app. You guys' trees linked up and a lot of you were all linked up. Mm -hmm. It was really funny, actually. So I'm like, we all know, but they're beautiful. That's the thing. It's like Utah is insanely beautiful people. Like Mm -hmm. the most beautiful people I live there. Every person in my husband's family is blonde and has a tiny dog. Yeah, that's Utah. Like, and here's the thing, like they all, in my experience, they're dating as a brown native woman. Um, They all, they all want blondes. The blondes want blondes. Mm -hmm. Like they, as in women and men, like they just want blondes, which nothing wrong with a preference. I understand that. It just makes dating for me in particular in that state a little difficult and a lot of crazier stories. Yes. I cannot imagine being a person of color and dating in Utah. That sounds like a literal nightmare. How did you end up with Cooper? Um, he's from Florida, so and he was only there for like six weeks. <laughs> Cooper is like he's so freaking stubborn, it's so annoying, but also worked in my favor, kind of, in his favor. Like his grandparents, I don't care if I put them on blast because 
I never met them. He doesn't talk to them. His grandparents um, told him when he was a young kid to never date anyone of color because that oh. means they're impure. And so you need oh. to make sure that you marry. And so, of course, Cooper married. I literally me. just like threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you see why I've never met them and why he doesn't have them in his life. That's just mm-hmm. one of the many examples. So Cooper just being stubborn is like, oh, okay, I'm stubborn. Watch this. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. But I mean, yeah, so that's pretty much what it was. Plus, <sighs> I'm just beautiful. So yes. you can write this. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are a PAMP. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. I think I just like after that, like just exuded this, I don't care kind of a thing. Like, I don't care if you like me. I don't, I think you're all trash. So I really don't care. And I think that I don't care just made it that much more. Um, mm-hmm. This one guy, he was really sweet. So I kind of feel bad telling this story. I was not interested in him a whole lot, but it was clear that he was interested in me. And so I was, I still want to be friends, but I wanted to kind of like set that boundary. And so he asked me to take me out for Valentine's Day. And I said, no, because I wanted to set that boundary. And he still came and like wanted to visit. I'm like, that's fine. And he's like, I'll, I'm even bringing a friend. So you don't have to worry. I'm like, okay, that's fine. He brought a friend. This so never, like this that. never ends the way you want it to. Oh, it ended it. Very nicely. Um, I found $200 in my wallet that he snuck in there as a Valentine's Day gift. Um, is this prostitution? Is uh, did you? I didn't kiss him or anything. We didn't. Were you? No, I didn't go on a date. I don't know. I didn't even know. All of a sudden, I went to go pay for my subway, and I was like, "Where did this money come from? It's two hundred dollars." I think. I I think you were an escort. Oh, wait, so Cooper sent me $2,000 before we got married. We weren't even dating before he even moved to Utah, but it was to buy him a car. But uh, I was like, of all the people in the world, yeah, he like sent it to go buy him one. So he had a car while in Utah. Yeah. And so that's why. But I'm like, I mean, I could just empty out my checking and then just ghost you if I wanted to. But I didn't, obviously. Good thing you're <sighs> an honest person. I know. I try to act tough, but I'm not. Guys, it's all fake. I'm all talk. 100%. I'm all talk. If you hear me say something just outrageous, you're like, that girl's crazy. I don't actually mean it. Except for the I'll wiener t- thing. Except I I know I will do that when it comes to the people I love. I will legitimately do that. I cannot. I will not. But anyways, um, funny story really quick. Just to like give the view of Utah dating. I went on this one day with this guy and he asked me to marry him that day. First date. No. It was like a Tinder matchup. So I didn't know. even know him beforehand. I was in his car when this happened. I stopped going in people's car after the date, and I wasn't near my apartment. So I didn't know what to do. So I said yes. So that way he wouldn't kidnap me or something. Cause I was still in this car. And then he started planning our life. He was like, great like you can move here you have my family come over tomorrow for dinner i was like yeah great please take me home right now please. Did, what happened as as I got later home, oh i i blocked him i got home immediately blocked him on everything immediately oh. on everything because i was not like therapy I, because of you sasha therapy because of him you don't ask someone you met one hour ago <laughs> to marry you in their car where they have no escape yep. But you also don't ghost that person or say yes. <laughs> I was scared if I said He's, no, he wouldn't take me home. 
You say you say no, and then you go and call your roommate Sasha and have your roommate come pick you up. Uh, uh, I was too scared. <laughs> I was scared. I didn't know. Yeah. I was in his car. I I never went. I tried not to go in in other people's cars when we were back on mainland. Yeah, Hawaii, it's different, but um. On mainland, no, don't get in other people's cars unless you kind of know them. But like when I first started dating my husband, he we met on the internet. And so my roommates thought that he was a murderer. And I have several stories about this. Um, but when we first started dating, we uh, just wanted to spend all the time together that we could. So we would plan That's these so dates sweet. that would be like... Um, we would go to dinner and then we would go bowling and then we would go laser tagging and then we would go for like, we just like just to spend as much time as possible together. And so one time um, we had gone bowling and then we went laser tagging and then we went for a walk and then we went for a drive and then we went stargazing and then we were making out in his car and I we were in the, the middle. Story. <laughs> we were in the middle of the desert, like on the side of the road and um <clears throat> all of a sudden we see police lights behind us and i was like oh my gosh uh i i i really don't want to talk to the police right now um i i i don't like police officers i don't like authority it makes me nervous plus i didn't have a shirt on so i had to like, oh my gosh <laughs> I, I had to like figure that out <laughs> Um, so I, um, uh, Colton gets out of the car and goes and starts talking. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And so he goes and starts talking to the police officer and I could tell that it's like really tense out there. So I'm like scrambling, trying to figure everything out. And, um, then I'm like, I got to go talk to this guy. Otherwise it's going to look real bad. Um, so I get out there and, um, I, (laughs) I go by a different name than I have on my driver's license. And so my husband had just met me, so he didn't know that. And so when I got out, uh, the officer was like, who are you? And uh, I was like, "Uh, hi. Uh, He's like, I need to see your identification. So I like handed my identification and he called me by the name on my identification and Colin goes, what? He's like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm, I'm 22. And he's like, and he goes, to how old are you? I'm, I'm 24. And he's like, well, I was like, we're just, we're just out here, uh, stargazing. But then it got really cold, so we went in the car, and uh, we're just hanging out. And he's like, well, um, so it turns out he thought that I was being human trafficked. Because there was a lot of, I guess, human trafficking in that area at that time. And he thought that I was like 16 and that I was being like taken against my will. Um, And it turns out that before I got out of the car, Colton had like, um, it was cold outside. So he had like put his hands in his pockets. And the guy was like, get your hands out of your pockets and like unclipped his gun. Like (laughs) it was intense. Um, Anyway, so then we got, we got off and he's like, you guys, you guys need to go. Um not be here anymore so we're like okay so then we go back I had we were in his car and I had left my car 
at the bowling alley when where our date started. So we went to the bowling alley, but it's like two in the morning. So no one else is there except for this like, like extremely modified Escalade with like lights on the bottom and like um, a type of car that you would expect someone who uh, has a lot of cash to have. Um, like uh, I'm inferring a potential drug dealer is what uh, it looked like in the parking lot. <laughs> and At so, 2 a.m., yeah. Uh, so we get in the parking lot and they're like, Hey, come over here. They definitely thought that they were supposed to be meeting us to do a drug deal. Oh, no. Like, and, uh, I don't know this man. So he's like, I don't know Colton still, he's still like sketchy internet dude, but I know him more than I know the man in the parking lot that is trying to sell me drugs. So is this your first I, date or like what date number like, is this? I think number two. Oh my goodness, it's like fresh. <laughs> yeah. And so okay. I, I like lean, no, it gets better. So I lean over to him and I'm like, I don't know that man. Do you know that man? He says, no. I said, I, I don't feel safe, but I also don't want you to know where I live yet. So could you just follow me to that stoplight and make sure that they don't follow me? And Coleman leans over and he goes, don't worry, I've got a baseball bat in the trunk. I'll, I'll take care of you. And I was like, um, also what does that mean? <laughs> but less concerning than the man that I feel like is going to follow me to my house and kill me. Um, so I uh, just get in my car and I go to the stoplight and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is my life? Anyway, so that was date number two. I have, I have several more stories from the beginning of our dating that are like that, that why are we still together? I, sh we should have, got the hint but we are still together and um it he is like it live him being my husband is the best idea ever and i'm so grateful for him every day that's so sweet i love he should, that he should have left me like in the beginning i was it was yeah the the set the third date let me tell you about the third date can i tell you about that oh of course i'm ready Okay. Okay. So the third date, we decided to go to Bryce Canyon National Park, which Bryce Canyon National Park is at like 8,000 feet elevation. And I did not live at elevation at that time. So Wait, what state really, is this? it's in Utah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, so I, uh, at the time I lived uh, at lower event elevation, I'm really sensitive to pressure changes and elevation I've learned in my life. Um, but so we are hiking in Bryce Canyon. And when you hike at elevation, you have less access to oxygen because the air is thinner. So um, you could get something called elevation sickness, which makes you a little bit loopy and it could be really dangerous. Um, and for me, it manifested as my hands turning purple and I was terrified, but also I was with a man I didn't, I barely knew. And so, um, and I was, uh, um, probably a little unhinged at that time. So, uh, uh, we're hiking at elevation and I start to get elevation sickness and I look down and I see my hands are purple and I 
just like freak out. I'm like, I don't know this man. I'm like screaming it as we're hiking to every person walking by. It's like, I don't know this man. He's out here trying to murder me. We are, I don't, I don't know where we are. No one helped you? No one helped me. They just looked at him and was like, what? He's like, don't worry about it. And so, and so we're just like hiking. I'm like screaming because I was like, was so scared. And honestly, I do not know why he continued to date me after that, but he did. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I, uh, we got down from elevation. I stopped hiking and um, we were okay. And um, he, he still loves me to this day somehow. Because you bring a little spice and excitement. <laughs> That's he- that oh man i was talking to one of my friends i don't want to say should i i was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about how our husbands like to wind us up sometimes and i know Mm -hmm. cooper does and he gets that he likes to say something like a tv show or he's like yeah i heard someone you know was was saying something mean about megan markle like he'll have more specific things like those are like my trigger i love megan markle like, like, uh, oh, yeah, why wouldn't I make my hot dog in the yes. electric kettle? Yeah. Why wouldn't I do it? Is that where you're supposed to do it? Yeah, it's exactly what he does. But Cooper, like, I get so wound up with that kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm like, what do you mean? And I get all that. And he just, like, winds me up and watches me go. Oh, no, you're gross. He oh. is, I'm not going to, I would say it. He, he's like, I'm, I just love, I get so turned on. He's like, I love it. I want, I love it. And I'm just like, you're sick. <laughs> it also works because that's very much my personality. I get like wound up about things, which is why I say I'm all talk because I will just like wind up and just say what everything I'm feeling and he so it works out great. So that's what I'm saying, like he loves it. He loves he loves it. He probably looks at you and he's like, I freaking love this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe so. I think I think because uh Colton is also very shy. So when I was screaming, I just met this man on the internet. He's probably just like, I, I'm so shy right now. I don't even know what to say. Have you seen that tick that to um that tweet where it was like, why is it always the quiet guys are with the loud crazy girls? And that guy responds, and he's like, because I ordered mashed potatoes, not French fries, and someone's got to tell the waitress or the waiter. <laughs> yeah, that's it's that's not gonna be me. He he's so shy and uh, doesn't uh, talk at social functions very uh, unless um, like I'm there to like set the tone and like be the first person to break the ice and stuff. So it's actually really helpful for him to like have me be around and just like make things more awkward for everyone else so that he he doesn't see feel so awkward. That's how it feels to me. I don't know from my perspective. Um, but he, he always says, uh, uh, you could talk. So I didn't have to. I love that. That is, um, I'm pretty sure Cooper has said that to me once or twice. Yeah. Did we marry the same person? Probably. They're both blonde, aren't they? Cooper has blonde hair, right? Cooper was blonde as a child and then it's Mm. darkened up, but he's like, just like the classic, I don't know. Like he's, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think he's, I don't want to say basic, 
because he's not, because he married me, which makes him not basic. Basic would have been marrying the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. He's like basic with a spice. Basic with you know, spice. Like he likes football, likes baseball, blue eyes, you know, mm-hmm. fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like quiet. You know, it's funny because we both were like, we're not blonde like standard of beauty like pe- regular standard of beauty people but we ended up with like regular standard, standard of beauty, beauty. beauty yeah. people exactly that is exactly how i'm trying to describe him. he's like that the epitome of that like oh man oh, this could be too i don't care guys i don't care i'm gonna say it when that man he never walks around without clothes on and i hate it so much he's always wearing clothes it's so annoying because we live in florida so annoying so when he does it's actually kind of nice because you know when you have like a lot of something you get used to it over time i feel like mm-hmm. you know so when he does not have a shirt on which is not very often i'm just like oh my gosh look at that there's a v on your stomach you i <laughs> just like stare at me he's like stop looking at me like a piece of meat and i'm like don't care you're my piece of meat we know what <laughs> So that's that's it. I uh and I feel the same way. Uh like I can being with Colin is like I don't know. Maybe it's like uh too braggy or whatever, but like he really is like the best person ever. And I'm not just saying that because like my dating pool was almost people. <laughs> he he is like a hundred percent a catch, like I have no idea. Um, how me screaming on a hike and being um, telling everybody that he's a murderer. Um, there were many, many signs he probably should have left, but um, I'm very grateful he's still here <laughs> 10 years later almost. <sighs> That's amazing. I think my husband's annoying. Some days I'm like, I don't want to spend any time with you. <laughs> like, you're really annoying. <laughs> So oh, I'm glad no. that we have a different perspective of someone because I made this like TikTok where I was saying like I made a friend and how I was like, I don't want to hang out with, I think I talked about last episode, like I don't want to hang out with my own husband and kids. And some people were like, my husband is my best friend. And I was like, gross. <laughs> so you bring the best friend, husband, love perspective. And I'm just like, this guy's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he has a shirt off. And then it's all gone. So, I don't know. Good and bad. That's just what it is. That's I think that just is what happens when you marry someone like me who just is just says what I mean and I get wound up, you mm-hmm. know? And then, of course, like a stubborn, old, classic man. <laughs> old, classic man. Just, it's like... I'm the healthier version of that of that stereotypical couple on like TV shows where they're like fighting and they're like, I hate you, and all of a sudden they're making out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. like us, but less less toxic. Like very yeah. mild version of that. So yeah. uh opposites attract. They say that. That they do. So I'm glad that we can have both perspective in case mm-hmm. anyone's like me who's just is like my husband breathes wrong, and I'm like, oh, do you have to breathe Oh, like believe that? me, believe me. And Colton is sick right now, and he has um, a cough, and I have mesophonia. Do you know what mesophonia is? I don't. 
mesophonia is like uh, something that is where wires get crossed in your brain so that when you hear certain sounds, uh, it like activates the murder reflex, like the part of your brain that is like fight or flight and it like comes for fight. <clears throat> um, so wow. like when people are making like mouth chewing sounds is my biggest one. And then like chip bag sounds. And then I think that Colton has coughed enough that it's like starting to get borderline. Like when he, when he makes the coughing sound, I'm like, hold me back. Like the, my sister has it too. My, another one of my sisters, not the other one that um, I'm not going to tell. Not about Victoria. This one, but, uh, another one of my sisters, she has it too. And she is like the epitome of like uh, the princess from Enchanted where she's like, I'm so angry right now. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like so like that is how she is all the time and it's just like a part of who she is as a person she's just like so happy all the time and like not uh when she experiences negative emotions it even comes out happy um and so uh even she's like i'm sorry like to her children she'll be like you you can't do that right now (laughs) like and then she will if you ask her about it she'll be like no i I really, I really am upset. I'm going to like hurt that person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. I know how it feels. Anyway, it's a real thing. Look it up. Mesophonia. I think it's amazing that you literally want to kill your husband because he's coughing. <laughs> really though? <laughs> literally. It's I mean, bad. your condition is not funny, but I think it's, you know, people are just like, oh my gosh, I can kill, but... <laughs> Yeah, You're yeah. Like, no, it's, really, no it's actually fairly common. Like, and people just think, oh, it just makes me upset or whatever. But it's real, like, neurological disorder where your brain gets crossed and you really do want to kill a person. So it's real. But like, I mean, I've lived with it my whole life, so I just get used to like managing it. So, but it still is not great whenever I hear certain sounds. That honestly explains so much as to why you're such a patient person. Like, yeah, okay, we talked true. about it just like really quick. We talked about it in the episode that we're going to release later. Um, Charlie worked at this um, youth, what was it? A youth rehab? A residential treatment center. A residential treatment center um, for like a decade, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the turnover rate is six months and she was there for a decade and obviously incredibly patient and I have known that about her yeah I I guess it's just one of those uh things that yeah you get used to and it it benefits you in certain ways so I guess that 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 probably is one of the things I never looked at it that way before that I it contributes to the my patients which yeah I do actually have a lot of patients you're the yin to my yang I have no patience. Yes. Yes, I know. Okay, we have to hang up, but I have to tell a story really quick. Yesterday I went out to like a vintage store with a friend and she's very much like, okay, apparently I gravitate to people just like you in my friendships. Like my closest, closest friends are the same attributes, extremely patient, very kind, softer spoken, obviously they have no problem speaking their mind when they would like to speak their mind, but general they're, um, what's this, what I'm trying to say, their level, 
baseline. Thank you. Their baseline is calm and stable, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and those, you know, it'll take a lot more to get them up, but they can anyways. So that's what I apparently gravitate to is what I'm noticing. She is very much like that. And we were at this thrifting store or whatever. And these two guys like cornered us, but they didn't intentionally corner us. Like I was looking at something and then there was nowhere to go because there was furniture all around us and I couldn't move. And then another guy came they were like, he's like, Oh, is this, are they with you? Is this your wife? He's like, no, they could be my daughters. <laughs> and I, first of all, can I say I'm being feeling like I'm trapped by a man. Second of all, do not like them talking about me in front of me as if I'm not mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And of course, about looks like I just hated that, but I also didn't want to embarrass my friend that I was with because I know she doesn't like those kind of situations because I, it took everything in me not to shove. This man was 90 years old and the other man oh, was no. probably in his 50s. I'm like, he is fragile as I would have shoved him. Um, so I sat there and I'm like, I'm going to, I would have done this already. I would have just pushed by him because I asked nicely. I was like, oh, can I want to get by? And they didn't move. And mm -hmm. I'm only going to ask you once. I'm not going to ask you twice. So I'm like, I'm going to wait until she says something. But if she doesn't say something, then I'm going to go. That lasted 30 more seconds. It felt like two hours. And then I was like, I need to get by and just like shoulder through them because mm -hmm. I can't stand people that trap me. And apparently she was very grateful that I did that because she was also so that she was uncomfortable. She's like, I could not wait to get out of there. And I was like, oh, okay. I waited much longer than I wanted for your benefit, but next time I know, <laughs> just beat me, Sasha. That's why people like you. Just be you. <laughs> yes. We, this is what we need. We need to get out of here right now. Yes. She was like, I just didn't want to, I, I was like, I don't care. I'll make them mad. I was like, I'll shove them out of the way. Don't corner me and make me feel like I can't move. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, I, I think that's a pretty good spot to maybe pause on for now because yeah. we're at a pretty good stopping point time-wise. Um, uh, always keeping yourself and shoving old people out of the way. Not really. That is a joke. Not a joke. Uh, just a always keeping yourself, Sasha. We love you. Intentional rest. Intentional rest. rest. Enjoy your spa. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we need to, uh, we let's make goals to have intentional rest, which I'm about to go leave to go to my um, massage later today. So that will be my intentional Pig, rest. Yes, yes, see. for sure. Yes, I will. All right. I'll show you. Guys. I love you. As, as long as it's not like weird and I'm taking pictures of like, sometimes it's weird to take pictures in spas. So I don't want to overcommit. But anyway. Okay. I never know how to end these things, yeah. but uh, love you. Bye. Oh, I got it. I love you. Oh. Talk to you next week. Okay. Bye.